time, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me, as always, is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Christados? Oh, Jared, uh, what are you doing? You know you just can't start barging into chaps' houses and playing their piano, you know that? (laughs) What What are you doing here? Like I actually came on people's couches. Yeah, <laughs> I actually came to barge in and play on your violin, but I see oh. you've, you've locked it away. I can't quite get to it, but I'm sure it'll be brought out later. Yeah, while you're introducing the other folks, I'll go get that and get okay. that tuned up. <laughs> All right, go grab that violin while we check in with E. Mycroft to my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. What's up today, Jason? Well, I've got my bowler, and it's my bowler. I don't want anybody else using my bowler. It's like using someone else's toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good-looking bowler. I can see it from here in the studio. Joining us now, it might become a regular thing. So we're going to call him Delvin, the dark web, not Williams, but Wilkins. Welcome to the show, Bobby Delvin Wilkins. I'm going to have to see this Wilkins, who I haven't seen yet, but I've heard this is an ultimate compliment. So It is. We love Wilkins so, on the show. So yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Even though I wasn't on this episode, you know, so I don't have any clever line to... <laughs> bandy about. I know, it's woefully missing a Wilkins, but I'll tell you what guys, I'm also 30 episodes into this of the 39, and I haven't seen Irene Adler, but we've got the Irene Adler for our show this evening. Welcome, special guest, Ruth Sutherland. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Or as we like to call her, The Woman. Ah, here we go. (laughs) Well, that's a deep cut for the folks who really know their Sherlock. We had a previous episode where we had I believe he was a Moriarty for an episode, the other half of Rad Adventures Network. So we're very happy to bring the more classy... She puts the R in Rad. Yeah, she does. She does. She puts the R in Rad. Definitely welcome. Thank you. Since we have a new person on the show, that's you, Ruth. Yes. You get to answer the big two questions. What is your first memory of Sherlock Holmes? And what is your favorite iteration of Sherlock Holmes? First memory goes back some time ago when Darren and I were dating and he knew that I loved to read. So he recommended the Sherlock Holmes stories to me. And they were actually the first mystery books that I read other than the Nancy Drew series that I read as a kid. And I immediately loved them. The writing was excellent. Admired the details, descriptions, the logic, certainly the characters quirky characters and the time period was all appealing to me. And I would say about Holmes, I loved how he would rattle off a long list of things that he had figured out that everyone else had missed. Like he was just so observant and so clever. I also admired the friendship with Holmes and Watson. And I always think that Watson brings out the best in Holmes. So that's my introduction. Nice. And then like favorite iteration, I would say the Jeremy Brett series. That was the first film Sherlock Holmes that I watched. And he was outstanding. The casting was excellent. The costumes, the filming, the setting. That is just iconic for me. I have to try this whole Jeremy Brett series. I haven't gotten into it. 
many a recommendation has been made, though, so I'm going to get to that. Please do. I, I have something I, I must add when I heard it. I have seen on Facebook and stuff the guy who would recommend a book to like a woman that he's interested in, but I've never actually heard it applied in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> So, like, you guys are like the awesomest couple. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that, too. (laughs) I've never recommended my wife a book. I feel like crap now. (laughs) They share a love of homes. They share a love of comic books. They share a love of James Bond. I'm imagining if this is like like an (laughs) eHarmony match, it was like, you're a 217% match. (laughs) Yeah, and don't forget ABBA. They like ABBA as well. We're fortunate. We do have a lot of interest in common. That's awesome. That's very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that insight into your home's uh, memories and iterations, Ruth. Mm-hmm. And again, for like the ninth time, officially, welcome to Saturday Matinee Theater. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Oh, happy to be here. Enjoy the show, so really happy to be part of it. Saturday Matinee Theater, what, what exactly is it, Pat? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Oh, it's Peppy <laughs> Pat tonight. <laughs> yes, I'm here again. Thank you, thank you. Oh, let me tell you what Saturday Matinee Theater is. It's a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but for the first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we will be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes, which was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. Starred Ronald Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't forget your bowler cap. Man, that's good stuff. Oh, you know it. Every time. It's like music to my ears. I I need a better analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Pat, you are a maestro, sir, a virtuoso, I think is close to how you pronounce it. Well, thank you, Jared. I appreciate that. Play the heck out of that violin. I do. Like I tell everybody in every episode, most podcasts, they plug in some kind of a soundbite there, but Pat plays that live in studio. You are amazing. I know it. It's (laughs) impressive. Oh, thank you, Ruth. I really appreciate that, too. And now we'll get Ruth on a bongo drum solo. Go, Ruth! Wow, that was impressive. Who knew she would be able to do that on the spot? That was amazing. Good job, Ruth. Thank you, thank you. Wow. So let's talk Sherlock Holmes, the TV show. Tonight's episode is The Case of the Shy Ballerina. Its original air date was the 22nd of November, 1954, directed by Sheldon Reynolds and written by Charles Early. Our guest stars for tonight are Archie Duncan, back as Inspector Lestrade, Natalie Schaefer as Elaine Chelton, Eugene Deckers as Sergei Smirnov, and Martine Alexis as Olga Yaklanov. 
As a reminder, this episode and all the episodes from the 1954 Sherlock Holmes are available on YouTube, so we do encourage you to follow along. What do we got? Hashtag I'm following Holmes, right? Yep. If you're following, That's it. That's it. There you go. If you're following along with us, hashtag I'm following Holmes. You can listen to the episode and then go watch, or probably more fun to do it the other way. Watch and then listen. At the end of today's episode, we'll let you know what the next episode is going to be, so if you are hashtag I'm following Holmes, we'll let you know what to do next. Who's interested in a plot summary? Well, I, I am. am. I am. Oh, enthusiasm tonight. Ruth was like, mm, nah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to do the plot summary either way. As usual, I'm going to reveal plot points throughout the episode. So there will be some quasi-spoilers, but I try to go out of my way to not tell how Holmes figures certain things out so that you can listen to the plot summary and still have fun watching the episode to see how Holmes puts the pieces of the puzzle together. It's an interesting study in writing summaries without giving those things away, but I do my best. Here we go. with broken feet. That's what the note says. The note that Watson finds as he and Holmes are about to leave the flat in the pocket of his jacket, just after realizing that it isn't his jacket at all. Same look and style, but just a little bit too small. Just then, the jacket's owner arrives at 221B so that he and Watson may swap back their correct jackets. Problem solved, right? Wrong. While there, the stranger accidentally takes Watson's smooth bowler and leaves his instead. After discovering the stranger's identity to be Mr. Chelton, Watson and Sherlock head over to his house to swap hats. At the house, they meet the lovely Mrs. Chelton, who quickly enlists Holmes to help her husband. It seems that Mr. Chelton is being blackmailed by a Russian ballerina that he met while abroad and accidentally revealed some military secrets to. We've all been there. (laughs) Right? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Later that evening, the lads are awoken by Inspector Lestrade, and he's come to question Watson about the murder of Mr. Chelton. It seems that Watson's hat was found next to the stabbed body in St. James Park. So it's off to the park for some sleuthing. After said sleuthing, Lestrade is convinced the murderer is the Russian ballerina Olga Yaklanov. Upon meeting Miss Yaklanov, she is most insistent that Chelton was dead when she went to meet him in the park. And the Russian ballet director, the flamboyant Sergei Smirnov, is most adamant in his defense of the lady Yaklanov. But Holmes discovers a blood-stained dagger in Yaklanov's dressing room, causing Lestrade to take the ballerina into custody and possibly spark an Anglo-Russian war. War! War, I tell you! Inside joke for people who watched it. Back to the flat at 221B, Holmes is agitated because even though he knows who murdered Chelton, there's just one clue that's still bothering him. What does that clue point to? The wife? The ballerina? The director? Watson? Ashley Ruth? Darren? <laughs> Jason? Uh, Trekker talk? <laughs> Is that about Star Trek? No. No. Oh. <laughs> but you can tune in to find out who the real murderer is. 
That's the recap, folks. Very good. Why, thank you. I wrote it myself. I could tell. Great summary. Oh, you do a good job, though. I try. Thank you, Pat. With your support, I feel like I can do anything. That's that's sweet. You raise me up so I can stand around <laughs> You raise me up Just go on. <laughs> oh, we do a show. That's right, we do a show. Okay. So I am strong. I am on your shoulder. Okay, go ahead. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Oh, thank you. I'm impressed. I can't remember lyrics that well. This is the part of the show where we do everyone's highs and lows or thoughts on the episode. We're going to go ladies first. Irene Adler, Ruth Sutherland. Thank you. I really enjoyed the humor in this episode. There were lots of things that made me laugh. I liked where Watson was woken up in the middle of the night and he was confused by the knock at the door. (laughs) And the friendly banter where Watson was insulting Holmes' music. And then later on, Holmes is trying to encourage Lestrade to take Watson to jail for questioning. I thought those were, (laughs) you know, perfect, friendly moments there. I also liked the part where Watson was reading the book, The Tigers of India, and some things comments he said there were really a key to help Holmes figure out the mystery. I thought that was a nice touch. And then there was an accident. So uh, Watson's hat fell off and into the floor. And I thought it was an example of how good the actors were that they ad-libbed and dealt with that stumbling and were able not to mess up the take and move on with the scene. So I was really impressed with that. And some of the actors were highlights for me. So seeing Natalie Schaefer playing Mrs. Chelton in the episode... It was wonderful to recognize her because I really enjoyed her as Mrs. Howell in Gilligan's Island as a kid. So that was a treat to see her. And I always love seeing Archie Duncan as Lestrade because I am a very big fan of him in the role as Little John on the Robin Hood TV series with Richard Green. So always happy to see him. And then there's actually a character actor that I was happy to spot. So the guy who plays the ballet director, Smirnoff, he shows up on occasion in this series in different roles. So I like that they use, I would say, a repertory theater approach where they don't mind casting the same actors to play different parts over time. So this guy gets to play a magician in one episode. I know he's a man on death row in another. And then here he's directing a ballet. So I thought that was fun to spot him. Let's say for a low, I thought the title didn't quite match the story because it's the shy ballerina. But this ballerina, she was distraught. Uh, very enthusiastic about dancing, but didn't seem to be so shy. So I thought that was a bit of a mismatch there. I'd agree with that. I'd also agree that there's a section of the show where I do called Fun Facts with Jared, and now I don't have any. <laughs> My apologies. That's good for putting somebody you smart can, yeah. you can strike what I said and insert your part. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Well, uh, you're left with no fun facts. No fun facts, yeah. I had Natalie Schaefer as best known as Mrs. Howell on Gilligan's Island. And in the back of my mind was like, well, if anybody brings that up, because she's kind of famous, I'll be like, well, I'll talk about the character actor and how he's going to reappear in different roles. And then, then I just oh, decided no. to maybe kill myself. So it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so it looks, Ruth, Ruth, looks like there's an opening on the show. Yeah, so. <laughs> Somebody call Holmes. Jared got straight up murdered. We got to figure out. <laughs> We need That's a new so death now, row. So now it's Ruth's turn. You raise me. <laughs> <laughs> My plans coming together nicely. Yeah. Oh, this is Pat was behind it all. 
Moriarty, I thought you were the Watson. You're not. Oh my goodness. No, that's that's perfectly fine. No problem at all. The only other thought I had is I liked seeing how Sherlock figured out how to get samples of handwriting from the people so casually. He's a very smooth operator. Mm-hmm. Pretty much had some of the same stuff Root did as well. I really enjoyed the quick jab Watson had right away at the beginning of Holmes' violin playing. You must play him sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Jason covered the toothbrush, comparing it to a hat, which when he said that, it's like, yeah, I kind of understand that now. You know, you, you have that special hat that you wear and when somebody else wears it or certain clothing that you wear and somebody else does something with it or the dog takes it. And oh, I've been there. The dog took your hat? Yeah. Bad dog. Bad dog. Yeah, I know. You know, and then they want to play with it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you. Let's see what else is on my list here. This is on my list. This. <laughs> <laughs> Your kiss, your kiss, is all my life. You know your kiss, your kiss, I can't resist. Ruth is wondering what the hell happened to her life, right? No, 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 I know that song. I'm thinking. <laughs> I like uh, Watson. He's kind of, I don't know, smitten or, or something with the lady. What was her name again? Uh, Mrs. Shelton. Mrs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that you bring that up, I knew that she looked familiar. I just didn't know her, the name. But, yeah, she looked like a young Mrs. Howell. Mm-hmm. It is a fun fact, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say that, I'm, I'm thinking back. I'm like, oh, really, really cool. Bowler hats and nightgowns. Got to get me some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think since we're all going to be staying at Delvin's for Heroes Con, I think we got to get matching nightgowns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> slumber party. Slumber yep. party, that's right. <laughs> bowlers and nightgowns. I might stop at bowlers. Might, <laughs> might be where that joy ride is. Right <laughs> bowlers would bowlers. be cool. Right on Bowler Street. We're, we're not driving to night. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to ask, we'll take the poll out there. Are you guys a nightgown wearer? Is it a nightgown or nightshirt? I guess, what would you call it for a guy? I don't know. Dudes don't wear nightgowns, right? Nightshirt. Oh. Nightshirt? Yeah, I'd guess nightshirt shirt that would be my guess they look like just big giant button-up shirts yeah well yeah like a nightgown i don't know my jason does, does mary jane wear a nightgown <laughs> mary jane sleeps in the bus baby <laughs> uh, somehow i knew that before i was told <laughs> Jared, how about you? What, nightgown or no nightgown? Yeah, would you wear one? Not normally, but if I wasn't, like, feeling well, like, let's say I had some night fever, night fever. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Ruth is in podcasting hell. (laughs) (laughs) I keep laughing. Now, now, Ruth, can you answer for On the inside. Is he a nightgown wearer? You can tell us the truth if he wears a a nightgown. Uh, No, I don't think that's his style. Then it looks like that style faded out. But I mean, maybe we can bring that back. <laughs> it does look comfortable. I'm not going to lie. It does. And every time I see that, now it reminds me of watching our Night Before Christmas. Oh. You know, he's in his night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. It gives me that memory. So, all right. Uh, we'll move on then. I like how, like Ruth mentioned too, Holmes is setting up Watson so he doesn't run away. He makes sure that they go in with him. <laughs> And Watson is just like, he's a funny guy. He gets so flustered and frustrated and flummoxed. Uh, yeah, flummoxed. flummoxed. That's a good one. Not knowing that about Sergio or Sergey, I thought he was very over dramatic. I called him flamboyant in my yeah. recap. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, it was 
fun. It's just to see this awesome. This guy comes in and he's like whiskeying and doing this and that. That dude was on coke, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know he was. I got to get a mustache like poop. that. Yeah. <laughs> and they make him play that part. So I would probably never recognize him in another part that he's played because, you know, he's got the mustache that uh, Wiley uh, Snat or who's that guy? Snively Whiplash. Yeah, that's Snively Whiplash. He's got that mustache going. <laughs> See, that, that's what we should bring back. Those kind of mustaches with the bowler hats and nightgowns. <laughs> he's got a whole <laughs> night going on yep, here. There we it's go. like smooth, debonair, and easy going. <laughs> easy going. <laughs> easy going. Yes, that's what I meant. Easy going. <laughs> the only thing, again, that this show was missing is the Wilkins. No Wilkins. This would have really pumped it up for me. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the mystery as well. I liked where Holmes was going with the handwriting, but I still didn't quite understand it, though, at the end. It was a little weird. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. But I'm like, oh, he's having her write something. I know where he's going with this. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, was her handwriting yeah, then it threw me off because she didn't have the handwriting of a confident woman. And I'm like, what, what, what? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that was going to be like my only comment. I was going to have to have one of you explain it to me because I really, it lost me there at the end. But that's all I got. Well, Jason was raring to go. Jason? Most of it's already been said. There are several things that I like. We talked about the humor was very funny. I think the one thing that wasn't mentioned that I thought was quite comical was after Watson had lost his hat, he had to borrow the Bobby's hat and was wandering around <laughs> with it out the park. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was funny. And we touched on it too, but Watson. Watson comes stumbling out. I think he must have been hung over or something because he was not in his right mind when he got called out of bed. He looked like bubbles from the wire just stumbling around out there. But yeah, I guess I'll just leave it with the questions open. Did anybody understand the concept of the writing? I wasn't sure where they were going with this because I, I thought like Pat, when he, I don't know, tricked is the right word, but got Mrs. Chelton's handwriting sample there at the beginning. I was like, ah, oh, this is going to play into it. But then at the end, he seemed like... Like, he still wasn't really convinced with the handwriting. And I was wondering, did you guys understand that, where they were going with that in the show? Maybe the person who was responsible for the handwriting was the last person to see Mr. Chelton alive? Well, I figured he was comparing it to the note found in the pocket. You know, the 12 heroes with broken feet. Mm -hmm. But other than that, that whole big to-do he made about, well, it didn't match the personality or something like that. Like, he was like, this, what? That's not scientific at all. It is scientific. That's correct. But there's like, I mean, there's a whole science with handwriting. Sure, but you know what I'm saying. It's just like you knew who did it, and you were just being hung up because you thought that person shouldn't have the handwriting they have. Like, who who wrote the note? That's what I want to know. Is it because I was under the impression that Mrs. Chelton wrote the note to get her husband to go to the park so that she could murder him? It was really the dancer. So the dancer wrote the note. How did Mrs. Chelton know to go to the park? Maybe she saw it in the pocket. That's what I think. Earlier on. I think Holmes was, he was expecting to be able to clearly judge somebody's character by their handwriting and for them to act the way he would judge by looking at the handwriting. So it was unexpected. So I think he was puzzled by that. Mm. Okay. Because I thought he got the handwriting from Mrs. Chelton to compare it to the note in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it matched. 
I thought he was confused because the note in the pocket looked confident and the note she wrote didn't look confident. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I was just really confused. You're making as much sense as it did on the show. I was like, I okay, like they made a big to-do out of it and it just never really factored in for me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I missed something, but I was watching it. It was kind of late, too, so I guess I could have missed something. But it sounds like we're all a little confused on this one. Right. I don't think they made it as clear as they could. Okay. Wilkins wasn't there to decipher it. (laughs) Yeah, Wilkins was there. That's what I was about to wrap up and just say, you know, when Wilkins is there, I get it. Wilkins can explain it to me. I miss Wilkins. I got nothing against Lestrade, but come on now. We need some more Wilkins. Yeah, that's what I got. I'll throw it back to you, Jared. Well, speaking of Wilkins, Delvin the Dark Web Wilkins, what did you think about this episode, sir? A very important plot point of this episode is I didn't actually watch it. <laughs> oh, it's back again. I've never used it. I had to try oh, it Is on. this the first I- time for you? That's, a, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I definitely enjoy the banter between Holmes and Watson. It comes across as like roommates, and they are. And, and you know, so they're sitting there having what's probably a really cool, chill night in the you know 19th century. Or Holmes is playing the violin, and Watson is kind of zoning out. And I thought that whole scene was cool. It was probably about ten minutes in where I was like, "What's the mystery here? What's what's going on?" And you know, once it finally took place, it definitely was an interesting one. And I did like the characters. Sergey was definitely flamboyant. Watson has a very good sense of comedic timing. This whole thing just being flustered about having his bowler misplaced and ha- having to have it back. And then you know him catching cold because I'm saying he mentioned going outside without the bowler, he would catch cold. <laughs> and sure enough, he did. And he had the sniffles. Just like those little pieces help to make the show flow overall and makes for a, uh, a pretty enjoyable show, almost as much as the mystery itself. So it, it was a very quick 26 minutes, and, and I, I did enjoy it. You, you bring up a good point there with Watson. Did anybody catch the part in the beginning where they're just about to go for the walk, and he's got the hat, and it just kind of gets out of his hands? And it looked like, he's like, it yeah, looked like Holmes tried to throw it back to him, and he dropped it. But then yes. they, they kind of shifted the footage to make it look like he caught it. Yeah, something like like there was like a, you know, a live mix-up or something in, in there. And I thought, I was like, that just caught me a little off guard and going, wow, that, that's kind of, and they just improv it real quick. Yeah, I was impressed by that. Well, as far as my thoughts on it, you guys hit them all. Certain people who remain nameless completely stole my fun facts, but since she is the Irene Adler to my homes, that makes sense. She was always able to pull one over on old Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And she got me. There you go. She got me. The woman, man. The woman. Women are something that you're going to have to investigate. <laughs> yes. Oh, good, good cut there, Delvin. Good I one. Like, I like where your head's at, Delvin. That's good thinking. I do want to add just one line that just cracked me up. And we talked about the scene where they come to borderline arrest Watson. <laughs> and Holmes does exactly what Delvin would do to me or I would do to Delvin, where the situation be <laughs> reversed and sells him out to the cops. Like, you should keep an eye on him because it goes out pretty, the window. I'm pretty sure he's guilty as shit. Which I'm in jail. I die that because Delvin and I, having both been Air Force officers, have both been on each other's forms. You have to put a form in for security (laughs) clearance. And so then someone comes and investigates your background and talks to you about your relationship to that person and what kind of person they were. And we both have been very hesitant about putting each other on our forms (laughs) over the years because we will sell each other out the drop of a hat, make things up just to be funny. (laughs) 
And uh, I really, really felt like Holmes was doing that to Watson. And then Watson's line that just owned me was when he got so flustered about it with Lestrade. And he was like, when I think of all the cups of tea you've had here for free. <laughs> Yeah, as he goes in the room, that's it a good line. It drives me a penny about cups of tea, which is something I also would do. So I was like, this is it just really tickled my funny bone. That's it. We've covered the highs and lows this episode. It's got some good humor, interesting characters. The mystery was a little confusing. And Ruth's right. It was a strange title, The Shy Ballerina, because it had a ballerina, but she wasn't necessarily shy. And eh, Anyways. Now, does anybody really believe that Olga Yaklinoff and Mr. Chelton were just friends? <laughs> No. <laughs> and, and I love how Miss Shelton kept stressing, like, oh, no, they just dropped a friendship. Like, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. He just, you know, let some state secrets just slip out. I'm pretty sure Britain has the area code rule, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what's that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Moving on to, we're going to score this episode with our usual one to five pipe scale. You've got five very nice Holmesian antique pipes laying out in front of you. You can give up to five pipes to this episode. What are you going to give to it? In case you haven't heard our show before or uh, you're Jason. If you mm-hmm. give it five pipes, that means you loved it. Four pipes means it's very good. Three pipes. Seven martinis. <laughs> <laughs> Three pipes means it was good. <laughs> Two pipes means it's just okay. And one pipe. Six candy canes. I did not like it. <laughs> While my uh, crack-riddled brother spouts <laughs> off phrases, Ruth, how many pipes did you give this? I'll say four. I thought it was a very good episode. Four pipes for Ruth. Jason, Mycroft. I've been going back and forth. I think I'm going to land on three with this one. Yeah, the ending just really bothered me. Didn't stick to the landing very well. Roger that. Dr. Christados? I'm going to go with Ruth. I'm going to go with a four. I was kind of wavering on a three, but I loved the comedy on it. And the mystery was pretty decent for me to understand it. I'm going with four. Four from Dr. Christatos. Bobby Wilkins, the Dark Web. What do you think? I'm going to give it three. I thought it was good. I was leaning towards four because the humor elements were really good. And the show's enjoyable. And I have enjoyed the two I've watched. And I'm holding out on moving up to four just yet. But I am enjoying them. What do you got, Jared? My friend, I'm going to agree with my brother Mycroft and give this one a three. Strong mm. three, but it's a three. I think Jason and I are cut from this same cloth and that we want our homes well, obviously a- <laughs> shut up pat <laughs> we just shared the same name anyway i think that the formula that we like for our homes i think jason and i like a 75 percent solid mystery 25 percent humor factor and this one was great on the humor but the mystery wasn't there for me so it ended up with a three if they really wanted that four they would have included wilkins yeah if there's wilkins there <laughs> we got a seven i thought wilkins was only a five we only give the five <laughs> Well, I gave a five to a non-Wilkins episode. Yeah, that's true. I destroyed the whole paradigm. (laughs) I'm totally confused. Ruth, not to put you on the spot, have you watched all these? Or is this like your first one or your second one? Oh, I've watched lots of these. Okay, so thoughts on Wilkins? Oh, great character. He is the man. Yeah. I appreciate when I hear you guys talk about him and when you miss him when he's not there. (laughs) So I'm I'm named after the guy and I haven't even seen the guy. So (laughs) that's a reason enough to hold out a four or five until 
sing Wilkins. What's even heartbreaking, Delvin, is that you don't even listen to our previous shows as a support <laughs> of your fellow podcasting brethren. That is not true. I am going to make me go into now. I'm going to go to SAP. I Sad have listened Pat. to every show before I came on. That is 100% true. I have listened to the shows, but I have not watched the episode. Right. I'll let you pass them. We, we need to send him that. I think it might have been Wilkins's first episode where he gets completely abs- absorbed in, uh, in yeah. Holmes's world. That was a good one. Oh, uh, the chemistry? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Yep, I, episode, I, heard, I heard you guys talk about that and how Wilkins wanted to stay in the lab. Yes. Yeah. See? 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 I listened right. to the show. Well, guys, I think it's time to take a peek into the 221B mailbag this week. Who's excited? I am. I am. All right, that is everybody. Look in the 221B mailbag this week. We've got our shares, likes, and retweets from our following friends. Kicking it off, we have Aaron Head Moss. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Woo! From the G.I. Joe Real American Headcast Fine Program. That is Buddy Head. And next up, we have loyal listener Al Sedano. Call him Al. We call him Al, but I'm thinking left our comments with Al Sedano. Oh, I like that one. Al Sedano. Gotta get it. I got, 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 got to get it. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Mixes it up for Al. Al's like on all these lists, man. He's a loyal listener. That yeah, he's a good friend of the show. Thank you, Al. Good, egg. Thanks, good. Al. We got somebody new on our list this week or this episode. Is Hopefully I say it right, and uh, thanks a lot for making me say this one. <laughs> I, I think it is. <laughs> okay, I thought so. It is. And Pat, I'll save you. And here's yeah. why I'll save you, because this is a personal friend of oh, mine. Very good. And Helica, Fetty Wolf, is a very... Oh. Well is married to one of my good buddies, Andre, who I uh, knew as a young second lieutenant. And uh, oh, now they're married cool. with three kids. And I'm very happy that she uh, listens to the podcast. So I'm going to have to shoot her a, a message and tell her thank you. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, so you take mine, Pat. You take mine. Well, then I will take the next one. And the next one is our very own friend of the show, Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Everybody. Down the highway. They, they do this every time, Ruth. Every time. And it never gets old, does it, Elvin? <laughs> every time. <laughs> All right. Clarity at Eileen McGreevy. That's a new one, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I was going to say. I don't recognize that one either. Wow. Here's an old friend of the show, Coffee and Comics, at Coffee and Comics blog. Yes, indeedy. And I'm going to bring in with Darren Kohler. Thanks for the like or retweet or whatever it was you did, Darren. We appreciate it. Well, Darren's a good follower of us on the G.I. Joe headcast. Awesome. Yo, Joe, Darren. And then we have uh, that guy who was on the last show, David Collins, old man one. Thanks, old Dave. Man. He did a great that wizard, job. That, that wizard's, wizard's a crazy, crazy old man, man. but he, he does a good podcast. He did. He'd never done a show before, and he was yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 he did great. Yeah, did I enjoyed listening to that. Uh, Fred reads oh, comics at sexy. Comics Fred. I figured he'd be too sexy for his comics, but I was wrong. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> right said Fred Jones. Sexy on the catwalk. On the catwalk. I read my little books on the catwalk. <laughs> Welcome to the Insanity, Fred. We have to thank our friend Jerry Green. That's Professor Frenzy, Professor man. Frenzy. Big ups, Professor Frenzy, today. I discovered that somebody bought my comic book, and it was Professor Frenzy ordered my comic through the mail. Nice. Very cool. That's Very great. Scary. 
He won't be disappointed. I've got Joe Thomas. Thanks for listening, Joe. Joe T, old friend of mine and Delvin's inherited friend. Absolutely. I want to thank Sir Martin Gray from Across the Pond. Thanks for listening, liking, retweeting, and all the things you do, sir. Next, we got Mike Peacock. So proud to say that. Thank you, Mike. Next, we have uh, Professor Frenzy at Professor Frenzy. Don't know if you guys know this or not. He has a brother named Professor Rumble. Yeah, Transformers oh. jokes. Trans- Transformers jokes. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that's why I didn't get it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Look at the say, coincidence we have coming up on our list, people. Uh, well, I know. Uh, this may be a conflict of interest, but let's yeah. say a big thank you to Rad Adventures at Rad Adventures Network. Yeah, there would be no Rad Adventures without our next listener and guest on the show, Ruth Sutherland. Thanks for listening Ooh. and thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Ruth. Yay, it's been fun. Thanks, Ruth. I know past guests Dave Collins and Jerry Green have all bought copies of my comic. <laughs> <laughs> See where I'm going with this? No, she doesn't say anything. No, she, she, she hung up. <laughs> She's quiet. I'm so happy. <laughs> you guys are too funny. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm so glad to thank this next one. It's my favorite Star Trek-oriented podcast. It's Trekker oh, Talk. No. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Live long and prosper, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we got to give Ron Randall some love, man. He, he's one of the most talented, uh, underrated guys in comics, and his Trekker world is phenomenal. That's right. They do a great show about Trekker. It's not about Star Trek. It's about Ron Randall's Trekker, which is really cool. And another awesome awesome show from the rad adventure network is warlord worlds love that show that's a good show i've been enjoying that oh thank you up next is what turned out to be a very unfortunate few issues of captain america wolfman cap (laughs) i I actually love the concept of cap wolf i know i'm the only one i love it god why do you like so much (laughs) you are alone on this one jack Nobody, nobody liked cap wolf Oh. I just think it, you know, werewolves kind of my thing. I don't know. I just I like it. or Wolfman Cap is Andy Capellish. Oh, thanks, Andy. Conflict of interest again, but I will say a big thanks go out to Xenozoic Xenophiles. Xenozoic Xenophiles. What, what's that about, <laughs> Ruth? Would you know anything about that? Oh, absolutely. So Mark Schultz did this amazing series, also known as Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and Xenozoic Tales. So those two different titles out there for the same series. Excellent. So let's dig into the letters from our comment section from the 221B mailbag. I'm going to dig in here. And there you go, Jason. What do we got? I got one here from Coffee and Comics at Coffee Comics Blog. And Coffee and Comics says, I may not be new, but I enjoy being thought of as not old. Does that count? Good episode as always. Could have used more Mary Jane, though, because (laughs) you asked for it, Coffee and Comics. Somebody called. Somebody wants chocolate (laughs) with cream filling. Oh, God. Be careful what you ask for, CNC. (laughs) Mary Jane is back. Gonna go back into the mailbag. Very much like Big Boy. Never left. This letter I pulled out from the mailbag is from Alan Middleton at Professor Allen. He runs the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Network. Professor Allen simply says, really enjoying this show. And it's simple, but I like it. I'm glad that somebody out there is liking what we do. Back into the mailbag. 
There's a letter for you, Delvin. I will read one from Rad Adventures at Rad Adventures and says, like Delvin's comments about House. Yes, that was based on Holmes. And so now it's absolutely a fact. Like I was just <laughs> guessing. I made it up. <laughs> In fact, House's address is 221. They originally wanted the character of House to be British, but changed their mind later on. But ironically, still cast a British actor who then had to do an American accent. What and I, what I mentioned because the first time I heard Hugh Laurie's voice, I was deployed, and there were some behind the, uh, the Screen Actors Guild or whatever that show is. And Hugh Laurie is on. There. I was like, "Oh, it's House!" And then he comes out in this <laughs> British accent. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> It absolutely threw me for a loop. It was crazy. So, yeah, awesome. Going into the mailbag one final time. Here's a letter for Ruth. This is from David Collins. He says, talking about the recent episode, this episode is amazing. Cannot quite put my finger on it, but there's just something special. I highly recommend it. <laughs> See what he did there, because he was guest hosting. <laughs> he did a great job. Yeah, so. Dave was great. Well, I tell you what, guys, that is it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, then check out the Longbox Crusade. Peppy Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jared, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play and most podcatchers at www.longboxcrusade.com, or you can find us on the Twitter at Longbox Crusade. Also on Facebook, if you Facebook, look at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. Thanks, Peppy Pat. You're welcome, Jared. <laughs> If you want to hear us trek through all the James Bond films, you can check and out. Why our- wouldn't you, Jared? That's awesome. <laughs> You can check out Outer Magic's Secret Podcast. Jason, where can they find that? Jason's not here right now. (laughs) If you want to listen to these pansies talk about James Bond, you can listen on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. They're at www.secretpodcast.podbean.com and at Twitter at OHMSpod. Listen to it. It's the Chicago way. Back to you, Jared. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> if you'd like to chat with us online personally, we can be found in these following locations. Peppy Pat. Well, Jared, Peppy Pat can be found at Cristato01 on the Twitter. Go ahead and look me up there. I am still playing Candy Crush Saga a little bit, but not as much. <laughs> so if you want to find me there, you can. It's Cristato's there as well. Until I find another game I can play, I will let you know. We didn't get to hear from Morose Jason. Morose Jason, where can you be found? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Weasel's Call on Twitter, Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Thanks for noticing me. Delvin, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y 1977 on the Twitter tweets. You can find me on Twitter at Yard Sale Artist. I'm Yard Sale Artist on Facebook. And I just, this past weekend, joined Instagram. I'm Yard Sale Artist on Instagram as well. I saved the best for last. Lovely Ruth Sutherland. Where can they find you? And would you like to talk about some of the other shows that you provide the podcasting community? Oh, thank you so much. So check out Rad Adventures Network. And that's short for Ruth and Darren. We have three podcasts that we were alluding to earlier. So Trekker Talk about 23rd Century Bounty Hunter Mercy St. Clair by the amazingly talented writer and artist Ron Randall. 
Xenozoic xenophiles, of course, we were talking about Xenozoic tales and calyx and dinosaurs we discussed, as well as Warlord Worlds about the comics of Mike Grell, which includes Warlords, of course, along with John Sable, Green Arrow, and other comics. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And for the podcast, check out iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. So try us out, and thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Ruth. Irene Adler Sutherland. Oh, it was wonderful. I've laughed so much. Great fun. <laughs> Great to have you on, Ruth. I know. So I'm just glad you survived. Thanks for putting up with us. We'll look forward to the restraining order coming in the mail. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. I just imagined at the house, like a week ago when I emailed her, she was like, hey, Darren, they've asked me to be on Saturday Night Theater. And his response was probably just, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did not warn me. <laughs> Thanks to all of our listeners who joined us. We'll see everybody next episode. And the next episode is The Case of the Winthrop Legend. And what's our meetup location? 221B Baker Street, of course. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.